Amen and amen. And before before I begin, I want to um, dedicate a song to a precious sister of ours. Um, she's going through an issue, and I uh, don't know if she wants me to call her name, but she is holding on and she's strong. And um, I was today I was playing the songs and I heard it and I, and I just felt overwhelmed that you know when you're overwhelmed and you can't even express it in words. But somehow this song um, meant a lot. So I'm just I'm not gonna play all of it, but like two minutes of it, okay? Alright, here's the song. I'm just um, not sure if you can see the words. Alright, here it goes. Cause us to doubt God. 
when we have not experienced certain things, we say, Lord, it can't be true because why am I struggling like this? Why this has happened to me? Why am I sick? Why am I healing? I'm praying to you, but somehow I can't see the result. So I, I want you that guys to do a test for me. Let, let me show you that it's not about what we see because sometimes our physical eyes can trick us, right? So I want you to close your eyes, please. Close your eyes. And I want you to think of a pink elephant. Close your eyes. Pink elephant with a blue ribbon. Pink elephant with a blue ribbon. Alright, open your eyes. So, with your eyes closed, somehow or another, your mind saw a pink elephant. And... If somebody who has not seen a pink elephant before, you can reference what an elephant looks like and what the color pink looks like. So you merge together, okay, pink, elephant, all right, I think you can see it. But sometimes we don't always see it in the first instant. We have to kind of wait and say, all right, let me get the picture. Yes, I'm seeing it. So now, do you think God wants to come to us doubting not believing and without any confidence. Do you think he wants us to be confident? Because guess what? We are not confident in ourselves, but we are confident in him. Because he says, if we come to us, that's how, as verse 6 says, listen to what verse 6 says. Because we are still talking about faith with expectations, right? And, and, with, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Verse 6. Because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He is a rewarder for those who diligently or earnestly seek Him. So we see there, there is a lot of things working here. The impossibility of pleasing God is a life without faith. Because we want to please Him, we, we have to come believing that He is, first, first, first and foremost, that God exists and that God is a good God. Can we say that? God is a good God. God is a good God. is a good God. So because we know that God is a good God and He exists, we come to Him but then our work is to be diligent in how we attend to God. Diligent in our approach. Alright, so if we think about, about a farmer who plants a seed, would it be fair to expect a harvest tomorrow morning if you plant the seed today? No. There, there is a process that a seed has to go through when it is buried. And you see, as we're, we're getting into the we are in the season of Lent and we're, we're, we're coming up to the Good Friday and a, a thought was shared of what if Jesus did die? Where would we be? Where would this world be? If Jesus didn't die, um, I wouldn't be here this morning. Um, if, if he didn't die, I wouldn't um, be led to go to a church. I wouldn't have people trying to witness to me. 
I wouldn't have people trying to tell me about the goodness of God. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have none of that. I wouldn't experience God for myself. You see, if you haven't experienced God for yourself, it is going to be a challenge. Because you see, as we said before, sometimes the things that we see is the things that will determine our action. So, as I, as I told my, my dear sister before, if God did it once, He can do it again. If He, does, if he did it once, and if we can think about in our hearts and in our testimonies, if we were supposed to line up and give testimonies of God's goodness, we'll be here till next week and the weeks, weeks on end because God is good. But sometimes we forget as in our humanness, we forget the goodness of God and we focus on the problem. And the Lord is saying, as He said to me, you guys are not representing me totally. Meaning that we're doing some things but not totally. And, and I have to check myself and say, Lord, you know, you're right. Because if we were representing him totally, even though we have challenges, we are going to overcome, overcome, overcome. Because guess what? How we get muscle is when we overcome, when we lift the weight. Alright, so another scenario. Somebody goes to a gym and they say they want to get fit. And they want to get their body in a certain shape. Would it be right to expect... That if they went in one day and spent 20 minutes, that they will get the body that they, they, they think. No, they would have to go there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then guess what? They have to also be diligent. We can't just do it one time and stop. He says, diligently seek him. And sometimes I think the Lord is saying, oh, let's see who is the riffraff or who is serious about this thing. Because see, when a life situation comes at you and you have nobody else to turn to but Jesus, how do you think your prayer is going to look? How do you think reading the scripture? You're going to hold on on each word. Because see, once a life situation happens, and we, we can assume in this life there is a situation that will come, that that we pass through, and as soon as we overcome one, guess what? There is another one coming. Because the smooth sailing Christianity that some people present is not right. They are, they are setting up people for failure, thinking that once you get into the kingdom, you're good. You don't have nothing to worry about. Everything is smooth sailing, and that's not correct. The Lord said, in this life, you will have many trials. But guess what? Fear not. I'm going to be with you. How much? He said to the end of the earth. So we realize the Lord expects things from us. And our expectation is that he will show up in the time of need. When we cry out to him as a Lord. Lord, I need you. Lord, come. Be with me right now as you see my situation. Lord, help my unbelief. Help, help me to be in a place 
where I can also represent you to the fullest. That even though I'm struggling with this pain, with this ailment, I'll be at a place to always worship you. Because guess what? If somebody's going through a situation, we, we sometimes expect them to be down. But here's a twist. If we go and meet with that person, and that person is singing and thanking God, we'll be like, wow, this person is really giving God thanks. As, as the Bible says, to give thanks in everything. So, we see that the faith that the Lord wants from us is, a one, is one of confidence with expectation. So, if we come to God and we ask for something, um, as I shared in the weeks before, um, growing up, I didn't really ask my, my father for much because normally I will get no. So coming into the kingdom now and the, the reality hit me when the Lord said, Kirk, what do you want? And I said, no, Lord, I'm good. You know, Because you see, in my mind, I don't want to set myself up for disappointment. Because growing up, hearing no from your father, daddy, especially Christmas time, you know, as a child coming up, daddy, can I get that? No. Can I get no? No. There's always this no. So that said, okay, don't ask because why, why are you going to ask if you're going to hear no? Nobody don't want to be disapp disappointed um, consistently. So we see that now, the confidence. Question, when we sit in a car, and we are going to a destination. Do we expect the car to start when we turn the ignition? Um, most of us are not mechanically minded in, all, in terms of what, what makes the car run, what makes the car don't run, you know. We know that we turn the ignition and the engine starts, we put it in drive and thank goodness we're, we're, we're at our destination. So it is that the Lord wants us to, to have that kind of confidence in approaching Him. Knowing that He is a good God. But not also that He is good, but that He will diligently, He will ward those who are diligent. Now the person that comes and seek Him, especially when there is a situation. And when the situation passes, we stop seeking Him because we are good. No, he wants us to diligently seek him because guess what? We can also diligently seek God for our brothers and sisters who are struggling. For those who don't have certain things, you know, in terms of the... When somebody goes to and minister to a third world country, as they say, where there's no, there's no country that's third world, but that's what they call it. They are amazed of how happy everybody is with the little bit that they have. They're always amazed of how, my God, I have so much, they have so little, but yet they're happy. They have a family unit. Their, their family unit, unit is usually stronger because guess what? They don't have all this technology and this, this, all these distractions that we have. Everybody busy, busy, going back and forth, doing this, not connecting. They're, they're living in a, in, in a society where... Um, we are here and we don't really know our neighbors. We see them, we say hi to them, and we are gone and we don't see them again. And if we don't see them, we, don't, we say, oh, is that person okay? We don't know. But yet still, 
the Lord wants us to, to be diligent in seeking Him. How do we create diligence? Um, anybody? How do we create diligence? How you think? How does diligence look to you? In the word being diligent, meaning that's something that you will, um, like somebody can say, you know, John, he diligently um, goes to work and he goes there on time and he's there for 30 years. And um, if there's a promotion and the, the, the requirement is diligence, right? Would it, would it be right to say that John will probably be at the front of the line because he has been serving diligently? So we see that is the same thing that, that the faith that we have when we first came into the kingdom. Nothing has changed. We have to confess with our mouth. Believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. He is Lord in this season. He is Lord out of the season. He is Lord in Christmas. He is Lord in Easter when people have their eggs and their bodies. It's not about that is about Jesus being Lord of all. And our responsibility is to give it our all. So yesterday, um, me and my wife, we were watching uh, a program. And it's, it's a program that we watched before. It's about persons who want to join the Navy SEAL. And it, it was showing the, the dedication. But the, the, Lord, the, the guy asked a question to one of the persons that stopped. And he said, what's the difference between quitting and failure? And the guy said, wow, I'm not sure. And he says, quitting means that you stop and then you can come back. But failure means that you never try again. And he said, I don't want you to be a failure. I know this is a struggle. I know you're not mentally prepared. So they, they were doing mental, um, physical tasks. They were swimming, diving, climbing, running, everything that was physical. But the persons who went to the end were persons that had a mental stability. Their mental strength was always above the rest. So the instructors um, said, to, said to each other, wow, we can actually tell who's going to make it to the end. And they're like, how do they know that? Is it because they've been in a situation longer? They can see actions to certain things. They can see when a situation gets hard, they can see how that person reacts. And guess what? I, I don't know if you know, if you notice this, we have an enemy out there who is watching. Remember, he doesn't know everything. So he's, he's watching to see how we react to a situation. How we react to when things don't go our way as it seems. He's watching and saying, oh, Sister Sonso, if, if, she, if she lose her job, that means... Um, she will give up on God. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to cause somebody to mess her up and then she curse on the supervisor and then she lose her job. Then when she's home, she'll be so depressed that she won't take up her Bible and she won't read and she won't be seeking God. Because guess what? The enemy said, I have noticed every time 
she loses her job, she goes through the same cycle. So the enemy will set that up very strategically because he's watching and he has his co cohorts watching and reporting to him. And he said, hey, what do you think about our sister? Yes. Um, that sister, if I put a certain struggle, this will happen. And I remember even the same thing in the Bible when he, when he went and going back and forth and the Lord said, what's, what's going on? He said, you know, I'm just going around, you know. And the Lord said to him, have you considered my servant Job? And we don't, nobody don't want to be Job, but we, we understand the, the principle that the enemy said, no, I cannot touch him because you have set a hedge around him, not only him, you know, but around him and the things that he owns. So he said, wow. The Lord said, okay, um, let me present my servant to you. This guy fears God. And this guy loves me. And not also that he fears God and loves me. He hates evil. But there's one condition. You cannot touch his life. You can't do anything, but you can't touch his life. So we see who has all power. The Lord has all power that he can tell the enemy, you can do only this and no more. He's restricted. So we see that our expectation now, knowing that God is a God that is watching over us, we are expected to come to him with confidence, giving it our all. Like at the end of our life, when we, when we are laying down or whatever happens that we have to stand before God. It will be so awesome when the Lord said to us, enter in the good and faithful servant. Because we have been seeking the Lord consistently. And that's what Hebrews 11, 6 says. Because it says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that is a rewarder for those who diligently seek him. So the, word, the, the thing I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on is diligence. How does this diligence look in your life? I know we are not all at the same place and we're not sometimes enthused about getting into the word. We're supposed to come to God with, with this spirit of expectation. Like when, when we open our eyes, we're supposed to say, thank you Lord for this another day. Because we know that persons are actually living in the existence of they're not sure if they're going to see tomorrow. So each day we're supposed to come with thanksgiving and we're not supposed to wait until we're at the place where we say, oh wow, this is happening to me now, so let me seek the Lord. He wants us to seek the Lord before knowing that He is a good God. Not all, all, also is He good. He is a rewarder and everybody loves reward. Um, I don't know who doesn't love a reward, who doesn't love gifts, who doesn't love... That's the idea of selling Christmas to some persons. The idea of gift receiving and the gift giving. And the Lord gave us his wonderful gift of Jesus Christ. So in this season, as we, we think about what if Jesus, first of all, did not come into the world? And second, that if he did not die for our sins. Where would we be? It's, it's a thought that we, we, we have to ponder. 
uh, because sometimes we will question God and we will question the working of God and we will say, why are why we're not seeing the miracles? Why are not we seeing the goodness? Why are not why we are not experiencing God to His fullness? And, I, and I'm saying, no, it's not God's fault. God, God gave it all. It is for us now to to diligently seek Him, to to seek Him, knowing that. All the persons who went before us, the, the Abraham, the, the, the Moses, the Enoch. It says in verse 5, by faith Enoch was taken from his life, though he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. Guess why? It says, for before he was taken, he, he was commended as one who pleased God. So guess what? We have to search our hearts and our minds and say, Lord, am I pleasing you? Am I doing the best with what you have given me? The, the talents, the gifts, am I using it to the best? And guess what? If, if, we are, if we're really being and encourage others, because if our lives are about ourselves, we have missed the mark. Our life's supposed to encourage, bless, and make people even consider the how we live, how we live, what we have. And I, as I even remember the guy that got um, shot down in, 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 in last week, this time. Um, he's, I'm not sure if he's a believer, but yet still people were crying out because that guy made a difference. He made a difference in, into his community. He, he was doing wrong at one time and decided, you know what, I want to clean up my act. So he, he opened businesses, he, he opened schools, he have an after school program for the kids. He, he got the kids off the street, he got the homeless off the street. He's doing all of these things and I'm like, oh my God, Lord, it looks good, but we supposed to be doing that. We, the, the body of Christ. Supposed to be going out into the communities. Supposed to be coming up in ways and ideas to, to help those who are in need. To help the, to, to visit those in the hospital. And I said, God, like after church, we should, we should be able to organize a way to, to go to the hospitals and pray for those. Because guess what? Sometimes when you're in a hospital bed and you don't have nobody to look for, you have nobody to, 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 to come and visit. There is sometimes this expectation of giving up. Or if somebody's in a nursing home and they're just looking at the wall or looking at the TV with no stimulation, their life is actually going downhill. And can you imagine now if our lives can be such an effect that we can go into a hospital or we can go and visit those who are sick, those who are ailing, those who have nobody, no family member. Because I notice in this country at times, our family members are all over the place. But yet still, we can come in and represent God to them and say, you know what, brother or sister, we are here for you and we can pray with you and we can come and encourage you. I, I tell you, it makes a difference. Just as when we, we went to look for our sister, he's expecting a crop. He's expecting weeds to grow up. He's expecting the, the fruit of his labor. He cannot plant the crop and don't expect any return. And the Lord is, is, is expecting his return because 
He has planted in us His precious Holy Spirit. That Spirit that helps us. That Spirit that walks with us every day. And that, that is how we, can be, we are going to be diligent. When the Spirit talks to us, precious Spirit to be with them. We pray for His Spirit to be with us, Lord, as we, we know coming to you, we are expecting you to provide. We are expecting you to make a way when there is no way. Lord, we are expecting you to be the God that you promise. Because Lord, you have promised so many things, things, things to us. But guess what? We want, we want never to be a people that quit. Or people that stop because we have a hard or a challenging thing coming on. We want to make sure that we press, for, press forth in your goodness. So Lord, we thank you. Because you see, in our, in our lives, we, if somebody commits a crime, we expect him to be um, thrown into jail. We expect him to pay for, pay for all his crimes. But guess what? Jesus paid it all for us. Because he paid it all for us, he expects us to represent him to the fullest. He expects us to represent the world to the world a difference. There has to be a difference in our lives. There has to be a difference. There has to be a difference. The Lord is expecting us to bring a difference into the world. To bring a difference into the workplace. They must see one ounce of difference in you. If not, it's not worth it. So Lord, we thank you again. And bless the hearers of your word as we continue in your worship. I worship you. I worship you. You are here. Moving in a mist. I worship you. I worship you. 